Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by Simon Crow. Simon supports people to fill the gap between who they be and who they truly are. Taking clients on life-changing adventures into their heart and soul, helping them create what may seem impossible. He coaches influential entrepreneurs and leaders, co-creating visions that positively impact the world. He shares his passions for humanitarian work in West Africa with people wishing to develop their leadership in totally new and unexplored ways. And Simon also shares his stories of adventure as an international speaker and writer. Simon, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to be here, Millette. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us a little bit more about you and maybe even some of the things that you enjoy doing when you're not busy coaching. Well, of course, I'm, a, I'm committed to coaching, so I don't do much outside, <laughs> outside of that. <laughs> um, I live in London. Um, I've lived here for the last 20 years. Um, I have a daughter who is 14 years old. I have a wife who... Um, is from the States. We met online. I've got a beautiful story to tell about uh, how, how to, to carry out a long distance relationship. Um, I coach full time. That's how I earn my income. And uh, when I'm not coaching, I do all kinds of different things. Um, I have an interest in travel, in art. I do my own painting. Um, I sometimes go to West Coast swing dance classes, um, love reading and, uh, watching Netflix. <laughs> you know, that, that's the new thing, isn't it? I, you know, I like to binge watch, um, get through lots of series in one go, um, hanging out with friends, travel, that kind of thing. Nice. Now, everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. And I have a feeling you have a really amazing journey to tell. So I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about how long you've been coaching. What really got you interested in coaching in the first place? So I've been coaching since uh, 2006, so it's about 11 years now. Um, what got me into coaching, I think, well, I know what it was. I remember sitting one day, I remember quite distinctly the, the, the last job that I had. Um, I was a manager in a, in a large organization. And I remember sitting, looking out of the window of my office across the car park and feeling a real sort of sense of being trapped. Um, I was really unhappy I didn't know how to change the situation that I was in. Um, and I felt really, I kind of, I was on the verge of a depression. I think I stopped, I started to lose, um, confidence. Um, I couldn't imagine anyone else wanting to employ me and I really didn't know where to go. I felt very stuck. Um, and somebody within the organization had just got into coaching, sent an email around saying, we've, we've employed a, a group of coaches. Anybody who wants to work with one, just, you know, send an email. Um, I don't think I'd even finished reading the email before I'd pressed, pressed reply. I didn't really know what coaching was, but I just, <laughs> I just knew I needed some, you know, I needed some support. And I worked with a wonderful woman called Jane Lewis, who, um, coached me for about, um, three months. And within six months, I'd left that job. I'd got a new job working 
in another organization in a much in a much more suitable environment for me but what uh, that that experience had really done is it had triggered my desire to become a coach so i'd worked in adult learning and education all of my life i had all of the values around helping people to learn and to develop i had a master's degree in um, e-learning so the use of technology for helping adults to acquire second languages so i really understood um the the impact of um of giving people second chances of, of of helping them to empower themselves through learning or through through the use of technology um and i just wanted to have that impact on other people so i trained as a coach um very quickly i i mean i just devoured course after course i remember you know signing up for courses two courses at a time i was waking up in the middle of the night to do courses in different parts of the world you know i, I absolutely was bitten by the coaching bug um and uh, that that's really where it all started um and that was what nearly 12 years ago i guess um and what's been really interesting is that my journey um has been quite slow in the sense that i used to run my coaching practice alongside um training and development so i started working in corporate organizations delivering leadership training communication soft skills training that kind of thing um i'm feeling a bit frustrated with my coaching practice because i couldn't really get it to where i wanted it to be and then about 3 years ago um i don't know if anybody who's who's read this book well i think will have had a an understanding of what it is that i'm the the experience that i had i read the book the prosperous coach mm-hmm. and uh, it was such um it was such a revelation in the sense that it was it really spoke to how i wanted to work the kinds of people i wanted to work with um the impact that i wanted to have and uh i i devoured that and uh but then and since then my my career my my business has absolutely um just just started to to skyrocket really mm. so did you make a shift in the type of coaching that you were doing yes yeah so i started off doing quite transactional coaching so when i first started coaching i did a lot of what i'd called life coaching so i'd work with people for maybe 3 months we'd de- design three goals and we'd work towards um ticking those goals off and it was it was great it was a great way to to you know to really develop my coaching skills but i felt that there could be more and i moved into business coaching then um and i did that because it paid a little bit more and it got i got to to work with in a different environment i got to work with entrepreneurs which i found quite exciting but again i felt to myself that there was more i could give and then i started working with leaders and seeing these senior executives and of course i put my fees up a little bit and uh started to do it started working with people who were decision makers within organizations and i thought well this this is much closer to the kind of work that i, re- I really want to do but there was still a part of me that that really wanted to um express itself in a different way and i really didn't know what that was until i discovered the world of doing um what i call transformational coaching so that's really going deep with people so i now work with my clients for 12 months or more um we go into a a a creative partnership um and we we do things which at the beginning of that creative partnership neither of us know how we're going to create and that's what i really get excited about now i love working with people when neither of us know exactly how it is we're going to get to the you know to the outcome that we uh, that we design and it becomes a creative journey and um we you know we fasten our seat belts and uh, and and go deep and off we go <laughs> yeah, I think that's really interesting because most of the coaches that I talk to really do stick with that, you know, 
three, four months, maybe six months. And I find that to be really interesting that you like to to take it more of a long-term journey with people. So I think it it reflects my own personal journey. I mean, I I live now. I mean, I joked about about um, you know being a coach and always focusing on that. I I live my life in a transformational space, and what I mean by that is that the the books I read, the the you know the things that I watch are always challenging my way of thinking, helping me to develop you know the, the relationship I have with my wife, with my friends, the coaching community that I be- belong to, and I want to have that experience or bring that experience into my coaching. Coaching. Um, so what I do is, you know, I work with people um, and give them time to really mature into creating a, a new mindset, developing a new set of skills to, to live differently. And, you know, that can bring up a lot of challenges. And, and I think that, that what we're able to do by working together so closely for a year is, you know, it, we become, it becomes an unstoppable team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really... I really enjoy that process. You know, I had a coaching conversation with one of my clients today um, and we spoke for about two hours. And in that time, we didn't come out with any um, sort of outcomes. There were no actions as a result of the coaching conversation. And the way I describe it, we just we just meandered through the garden of her mind. And it was beautiful because I don't think that anyone had, have, had ever spoken to her or given her the opportunity to reflect so deeply on that aspect of her life because what we're in the process of doing is we're in on a mission to define her mission um so i'm in no hurry and no race to get to an outcome to a place where perhaps um it doesn't uh, doesn't allow that full kind of maturation of the of the thinking of the understanding of developing a mindset um and that's that's how i love to work i love to work in that deep transformational space now, are you working with people on their business, their personal life? Do you do you like to to get into all of that? Yes, yeah, I work on all of that. So, what you know, I, I use the phrase "creating the impossible," and and what I mean by that is um, whatever feels impossible for somebody, and for one person, it might be simply that they want to get home on a Friday to have you know to have a meal with their kids because they're so you know they're working sixteen hour days. It just seems impossible. And uh, I can help them with that. Um, but it might be that they want to create a new business or they've got a, a humanitarian project that they want to, to get involved in. I've just been in conversation with somebody um, who um, wants to get more, in, more into being a, a philanthropist and, and doesn't know how to get into that. So we're going to go on that journey. People wanting to create new businesses, open restaurants, these kinds of things. But the things that 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 I guess people have a spark inside them for but don't really know how to bring that fully you know that fully expressed into the world Mm. so we work on all areas you know you know nothing is off limits we're we're going through a a complete transformational process nice well one thing that i would love to talk about because it almost seems like you're sort of the opposite of what i hear which is you need to really niche down. You need to be really specific. You need to have a problem that you are solving for people. And it really doesn't seem like that's what you do. <laughs> it seems like you almost like to take the opposite approach and just sort of, you know, work with people and dig in and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, absolutely. Uh, that's what I love to do. 
um, I'm not trying to fix anybody or fix any problems. What I'm what I'm really doing is helping people to to fully express themselves. In your introduction, it was about helping people fill the gap between who they be and who they truly are. Well, often people know that they're not being who they are. They feel that that kind of level of frustration and discomfort, but don't really know what they would be doing differently if they were to fully express themselves. And so, what I do is I sit down with people. And often I speak to people, you know, three, four, five times before we even talk about working together, um, because what what I'm looking for is commitment, and I really filter for commitment. So, you know, people have to be ready to make the choice to go on that journey, and not everybody is. You know, not ev- not everybody is is willing to commit either financially to go on that journey, or willing to commit the time, or, or you know, willing to make that. Uh, to go through the discomfort, the growing pain sometimes of uh, of that level of growth. So from a business standpoint, it, it almost seems like you're doing things differently than what a lot of coaches are taught to do. So how have you been able to really get that momentum behind you and get a successful business built up when you really seem to be going against the grain? Well, what what I do is I serve everybody. That's that's. I mean, when I say I serve everybody, I mean, I I literally in every exchange, be it in the you know in the coffee shop or, or catching the bus or if I sit down with a business owner or I I sit down with a, a friend or or anybody. What I'm really looking to do is to, to is to elevate them in some way to help them to. Um, even just feel better, but that that's the the space that I come from. It's always looking at, at at helping people to elevate their their mood, their condition, their thinking, um, and I do that all the time. And 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 periodically, I'll say to somebody, "Well, why don't we have a conversation about that? You know, I can I can perhaps help you understand that a little bit better, or help you move forward with that. Why don't we have a conversation?" And they may not even be looking for a coach, but once they've experienced the the potential of the work that we can do together um, and gone deep and had the kind of conversation that they've never had with anyone before, um, it may be that uh, that they they feel deeply served and we may never speak again. Or it may be that I just recommend a resource or a book or put them in touch with another coach who I think could serve them more effectively or occasionally we may start talking about what it would look like to work together. Now, what I what I do is I serve everybody and and I get paid, but I don't see it as a as a, if you like as a transaction. It's not a linear process. I don't see everybody I think I talk to as a potential client. I see them just as somebody who potentially I can support in some way. And enough of those people in order to earn me a you know a, um, a good income. Um, become clients. Um, so you can imagine my fees are quite high, um, which means I don't actually have to work with a, with a large number of clients each year. Um, so that's, that's the business model that I work with is that I, that I connect with everybody on a one to one basis, have conversations with them, look, look at ways that I can serve and, and support them in, in being more or having more or creating more of what it is that they want. And when there's that synergy and that desire and that commitment to go on that journey together, that's when we start to to talk about uh, what it might look like. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because a lot of what you're talking about doing, you know, having four or five conversations before you even discuss working together, I think for a lot of coaches who are just getting started in business, that really flies in the face of traditional 
the traditional way that they're taught or that they expect these transactions to take place. And it almost feels like a lot of people would say, wow, that is like way too much time to invest. But it's almost like you're looking at it differently, like I'm only going to work with a handful of people. So I want to invest this time to make sure they're the right person. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And somebody who is who is just coming into coaching, um, hopefully, whichever school that they've trained will, will have given them a, a simple model, which enables them to create a package which is high demand, you know, easy to sell, so that they're taking care of those, those basic financial needs. Um, I think that people go into coaching, and they don't have any financial backing or don't have a secondary income put themselves under huge financial pressure. Um, and so it's really difficult, I think, in those circumstances to start to build a practice. Um, so if, if people listening, uh, are new into coaching, do, do what I did. I had a, a you know, I had a, a supplementary income. I was, I was training, uh, and, um, and that gave me the income. So I didn't need to, to fret about whether I was making enough money through coaching. Um, and I was able to develop my, you know, my skills, hone my skills as a coach. You know, what, what's really important, not is just, not just honing the skills, but also really understanding the value of what we offer, you know, and I make a stand for that. You know, I think that what I offer is incredibly valuable for people. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm convinced absolutely, you know, I know to my core, the impact of the work that we can do together. Well, that's a very powerful place to speak from. So I think that, that what coaches need to do as they come into the, into the profession is to get to the point where they really understand the value of what it is that they're offering. Um, and just as a side point to that, and what, how I do that is I work with coaches. So I have my own coaches. I invest heavily in, in, in working with coaches because I want to really understand and, and speak with integrity about the value of coaching. Because once I understand the value, then asking for, for high fees, if you like, is, is a simple business because it's, 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 it's the value that my service represents for the person that I'm speaking to. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you're new to coaching, find a way of, of supplementing your income. So you're not in that, that state of fear so that when you, you don't need a client and that means you can create clients in a way that you're only working with the people who really inspire you. This is my model. I'm not saying that everybody ha has to do this, but this is what's really transformed my coaching practice. And what's really given me the deep level of satisfaction I get is that I work with people who inspire me, who I want to spend time with, who I look forward to coaching. Um, and we're going on a, we're going on a creative, you know, creative journey at the end of which I can have immense proud in the pride in the leverage, you know, in the fact that they're now making an impact in the world. And I had a hand in that. That's what, that's what lights me up. That's what gives me that sense that I'm, that I'm making a difference in the world. So when we talk about the amount of time that you invest in people before you even take them on as clients, one thing that's, that that sort of brings to mind is you know, people will talk a lot about giving away free sessions, maybe at the beginning more than anything else. How do you feel about new coaches giving away free sessions to, you know, to get that experience, to gain confidence versus going into it right off the bat, charging the higher value of the higher dollar amount for their services? Well, let's just be clear. So if somebody's just 
just started coaching and has got maybe 30, 30 hours of coaching experience that they got off the program that they were doing. I think it's, I think it's really invaluable to develop the skills. And if the way, the best and easiest way to do that is to coach people and not charge for that, then that seems like a sensible thing to do. I, I do have a, a problem with people giving away, uh, coaching in the sense that, that if we, if we devalue what we're doing, it's likely the person that we're coaching is going to devalue that. So I think you have to be very clear about why you're doing it. If you're not asking for money to be coached because you don't have the confidence in your coaching ability to ask for that, that's very different. That, that's, that's you not, not facing your fears. If you're doing it because you know that by investing the, the, these hours in, in coaching a, a wide variety of people, it enables you to, to be a more effective coach for the people that you do want to work with. I think, I think it's very different. You know, I, I work a lot around mindset and I think it's really important that you know why you're doing something. And if deep down you're not charging because you're, you're scared to ask for money for the service that you're doing, then that's a really interesting thing to consider. You know, why would somebody want to pay you for something that you don't feel has, has value? Um, so it's really about, well, how do you develop that mindset? Well, I would suggest you do that by working with a coach. You know, you do that by, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You have to work, you know, you have to work as hard on yourself, um, as, 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 well, harder than you would even expect your clients to do, I guess. Um, so don't give things away for free. I don't give, I don't coach for free in the sense what I do is I serve people and I'm looking for opportunities or looking to see if there's a, if there's a synergy where we might, might work together. It's a very different energy. I want people to value what it is, what it is that I'm doing. And I, and I, and I make that clear. You know, I, I often filter them for their commitment before we even have that conversation. I might talk about my fees up front because to me, that's a great way of filtering to see if people are serious or not. I might ask them to do, um, I don't know, a, a task or, or, or read something and give me some feedback about it. But what I'm really looking to, looking for is to see if people are in the space where coaching is going to have the impact that I want to have. Right. So it's okay to give away some sessions if you're doing it for the right reasons, like to build your confidence and to build your skill level up. But if you're doing it because you're a little bit afraid or you've got some hesitation in actually asking for a commitment and an investment, then you need to, to look a little bit more deeper into that. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your opinion about when new coaches get started? How do they get that impact? I mean, is our testimonial something that is a good idea for people to make that exchange free coaching in exchange for getting a testimonial or free coaching in exchange for being able to to have information that you could use in a case study? Yeah, I mean, again, there seems to be a value exchange there, doesn't it? You know, if you're if you're asking um, somebody you coach if they could refer you to someone, you know, the question has this been useful, and 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 if if people reply yes, then asking the question, well, who else do you know might get some benefit from having a conversation like this? You know, that to me seems like a like a, a good outcome from a conversation, because um, what you're really trying to do is to is to is to um, to develop your, your confidence in coaching. But, you know, I always have a, a belief that it's much more important to go deeper rather than wider. And what I mean by that is spend some time with people, nurture them, help them to be a champion for you, help them to experience the, the value of what it is that you do. Um, so, 
you know, to, to me, there's, there's something really important about, um, about understanding the value of what it is that you offer, but also helping the person that you're coaching to understand the value also, you know, even when you're not necessarily charging them for the, for the conversation. Right. When you talk about going deeper instead of wider, do you mean like with that individual person? I mean, is that sort of why you spend a year with people? Yeah, I, I develop, I like to develop lifelong relationships with people. You know, every, every relationship that I, that I start to develop with anybody, I start with the, with the mindset that this could be a lifelong relationship. Mm. So how would I start a lifelong relationship with somebody? Would I suddenly hit them with a, um, I don't know, with, with a proposal or would I actually spend some time getting to know who they are and, and what makes them tick and what's important to them and what their dreams were as a child and what their aspirations are and, and where some of their sticking points are in their life and what they, where they see themselves in five years time and what they'd like to be thinking about in the moment of their death. To me, that, that, that's the sort of conversation I love to have with people, just to help them to get into the space of reflecting on, uh, on, and you know, I talk about the, the secret garden because there's, there's things that people know about themselves. And there's things that I know about those people that they don't know about themselves, the things that I can observe. And there's things that they know about themselves that I don't know. But all of those things are already known. What I want to do in a coaching conversation is move into that part, into that part of the conversation where they don't know and I don't know because that conversation has never been had before. Um, that's what I mean by going, going deep. Now, when we talk about going deep with people, do you generally like to stick with one-on-one? -on -one? Do you feel that you can get that same sort of engagement if you're working with a group or if you put something out online? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I work with, um, so I run a, a group program for apprentices. So these are, are people in the first, you know, in the, in the, in the first years of their coaching practice. Um, and I help them to develop their, their confidence and their voice as as who they are again as who they are at their at their core so they own their own unique voice um you can learn a huge amount by listening to someone else being coached um if you put yourself in the position both of the person coaching and also the person being coached you can get such deep insight into into the process of coaching and the value of coaching so what i always do whenever i'm i'm working with people is i start by creating a very sort of secure and 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 safe container so we'll spend a good chunk of time talking about our agreement so that people feel able to open and to to, to open their heart and to speak truthfully and and in that space i really encourage people to to go deep to you know to speak from what's from their truth from what's true from them saying things that they've never said before and and having that witnessed and seeing how that can free them into creating new things. Um, and that can be done equally successfully uh, in a group scenario. So have you taken any of your offerings online or do you like to work with people face to face? Uh, well, I just, just, just to understand your question, all, all of my coaching uh, is done online. Uh, I very rarely meet my co my clients face to face. Um, primarily because I have clients all over the world. Um, and it would be impossible for me to meet them. So I, you know, I've, I've set up and designed my business in this way. I, you know, I've had, I've had clients who have paid me tens of thousands of dollars who I've never ever physically met. 
Um, so how do I do that? I, I, I just do it because that's the medium I choose to work through. And I, and I make sure that we create a container and a, and a way for doing a way of working together that they feel like safe and comfortable and, and able to trust me deeply enough to go on that journey together. And I guess that comes from experience, but it also comes from an intention. You know, I'm very clear that this is my intention. I want to create a business which I can operate from anywhere in the world with clients from anywhere in the world, because that gives me the freedom and the flexibility to live the life that I want to live. And if I'm living the life that I want to live, then surely I'm giving the permission to the people that I'm coaching to do that for themselves, whatever that looks like. You know, it's interesting because just the way that you talk about engaging with people, it just really made me think that you were actually there with them. It, I just was had the impression that most of your business was uh, local or face to face. So that's really interesting that you're able mm. to go that deep with people and connect that well with people when it's on a Skype call or, or on a, you know, an audio call or video call. Yeah. Yeah. Video calls. Normally I, what I do with all of my, all of my clients is I have a, an online platform that I've set up. And so every client that works for me has their own space um, in uh, an online platform, which is called Asana. Um, and in there we have all of our coaching exchanges. We, we post the, oh, my clients always write a weekly report for me. Well, not for me. It's, it's called a self, a self coaching report because I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging them to develop the, the, the skills of self inquiry. So they always post every week, um, a self coaching report. Um, I always post the recordings of the conversations that they that we've had so that they can go back and re-listen and, and reconnect and they can do that for perpetuity. You know, they're, they're, they're always there so they can relive that year of coaching as many times as they want to. Um, so what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm creating a container in which the, which the, the client feels fully supported, fully connected. Um, my clients will use WhatsApp to, to communicate with me that I love my, love it when my clients send me pictures of things which are relevant to things that, that we've just talked about in the coaching conversation. So, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about a one hour hit every few weeks as a, in, in a coaching relationship. I'm talking, I, I speak to my clients for six hours a month. Um, we, you know, we, re <laughs> we really become uh, an integral part of uh, one another's lives. And I, I believe that by creating that deep relationship that, um, the people I work with can, can change in ways that would seem impossible in our first conversation. See, that's so interesting because I just had it in my head that you're sitting down in a coffee shop with these folks. And I think it's amazing that you're able to create this online. And then, like you said, be able to be mobile if you want to be able to run your business from anywhere, have clients all over the world. Now that I know that I was totally wrong in thinking that you were meeting up with folks in the grocery store line, how do you find your clients or how do your clients come across you? It's it's a really great question, and I I do it by just as I described, just by connecting with people, and so people start have started to find me. You know, people people have have seen videos, listened to podcasts, have heard about me, have been referred to me, um, but also I, I'm I'm really uh, curious naturally about people that I've uh, that that I've interacted with. For example, I did a, a podcast a, a few months ago, and at the end of the podcast, I asked the, the person who did the podcast a little bit about themselves. I was just curious. And 
I could hear that there were some things in their in their lives and their business that they'd like to change. And I said, well, why don't we sit down and have a conversation about that? Um, and slowly this person, um, we're now in the process of, of deciding how we're going to work together. Now, that was just because I was, you know, I go deep, mm-hmm. not wide. I was connected to a person. We had a conversation. There was There was a synergy. There was a connection. There was an understanding. And I was, I just followed that curiosity. Now it wasn't, oh, here's an opportunity to make, you know, to create a client. It's here's an opportunity to su- serve and support someone who knows where it's going to go. So the things that you do in your business, are you happy where you're at? Are you creating new things in the future? Do you like to expand and grow your business continually? Yeah. So here, you know, here's something that we haven't really touched on. Um, I take, um, clients out to Liberia and West Africa. Um, and I run leadership um, programs out there. Um, I've been going to Liberia since 2014. And um, through a, a, a series of, of kind of coincidences, um, I got connected to a, a, a community um, and I'm supporting them in building a school. Um, and so I, you know, I have a, again, a, a, I go deep, not wide. I have a, a community that I connect with out, out in Liberia. There's a, a young woman who I'm supporting through school and university that I helped to set up a business and I, t- and I take people with me on these journeys. So I mentioned right at the beginning that about creating the impossible. And I just want to say two things to that. First of all, it may seem impossible to people listening right now that someone can make a living by never meeting their clients face to face, charging, you know, fees that, that, that may feel quite challenging to some people, um, taking clients to, to Africa. Um, it, you know, it may seem that that's impossible, but that's the whole purpose of the work that we do. It's, it's how on earth can I create that? Well, I don't know, but let's find a way. And that's, and that's the journey that I take people on. So I, I've, I've mentioned before, I do, um, I run a group for apprentices and I love that work. So I love, you know, I, I believe that I've, I haven't calculated this, but over the last 12 years, I've probably done the 10,000 hours of coaching. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty deeply in, ingrained in who I am. And what I really want to do is to empower new coaches to find their voice and their way of creating a business, not follow my model, but find something that really works for them. Um, and I love, I love to do that work. Um, I, I'm always looking to connect in with, with people in, in different ways and, and be creative in the kinds of programs that we put together. Um, taking groups out. I'm looking to, to take some, um, organization, their kind of leadership teams out to Liberia to help them develop their leadership skills in, in new, new, new and unique ways. Um, so I'm always, always, uh, open to exploration and connection and being curious and creating the impossible. I, I just, I live in that space. That's what I have a high filter for. Um, and what it seems to me is that if I can, if I can vibrate with that energy, then they're the people that are drawn to me. Um, that's how I, that's how I create the people, um, you know, the, and the clients that I work with. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about something you just said. And that was that you really like to help your apprentices find their voice. So what does, what does that mean mm. for a coach? Um, what does that mean for a coach? So we, we all have, so, you know, one of the, one of the expressions that I heard recently, which I loved is never charge by the hour, but charge by the lifetime. 
And what I mean by that is, you know, we all have a lifetime ex- of experience. Most coaches will have had a profession or a career that that's behind them. Well, rather than thinking that they're now starting completely at the beginning, well, they're not. They've got all of that, you know, that 20 years working in, a, in an organization, in a corporate organization or as an entrepreneur. So bring all of that experience and knowledge into who you be as a coach. Um, and so we're all unique. We're all different. We all have different strengths. Some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. Some people like to meet people face to face. Others like to do the sort of the crazy stuff that I do. So it's about helping people to really understand what their values are, what their strengths are, what their desires and dreams would be as a coach and helping them to connect with the people who resonate with them uh, and find ways of of creating relationships which lead to, uh, you know, lead to the kinds of income that people want to uh, want to want to earn. But I don't have a method. I don't take people through the 10 steps to. I I don't like that approach at all. You know what I what I keep saying is that this is about creating and when we don't know the path that's when we get creative. And that's what I believe that that coaches when they're really prepared to take risks and to let go of the attachment and to you know to to fly by their seat of their pants that's when we can start to create some real magic and that's what I like to to work with my um with my apprentices on helping them to become the best version of themselves as coaches. What is your take on the idea of people who just feel like you should be everywhere, that you need to be blogging and writing a book and going out and speaking and doing workshops and doing one-on-ones and you know, should we try to spread things around or does it make more sense to just throw all of that stuff away and just focus on what we're passionate about, even if that's just one thing? To to me, do the things that feel most natural. I don't have a blog. I don't. Um, I don't have. Don't do podcasts. I don't really use Facebook. Um, I very rarely use LinkedIn. Um, what I what I do is I just connect. I just connect with people. Um, that's what my I guess that's what my my joy is, my passion. I'm naturally curious. I love connecting with people. So that's what I do. Um, it's funny, somebody told me the other day that social media, if you think of it as being like a microphone, um, if you can't sing, the microphone is just going to make you, <laughs> just going to mean you can sing badly, but <laughs> l- loudly. It, <laughs> so do the do the things that you do naturally, that you enjoy. If you naturally enjoy writing, then then be a blogger. If you naturally interact with Facebook, I've got a really dear friend who gets all of her clients off Facebook. I personally don't don't do that. It's not it's not a medium that really works for me. Um, so it, it's it's do the things that are authentic to you. Do the things that feel natural. I think you need to get out there. I think you need to have exposure and connection with people. But there's, to me, there's not a right way of doing that. Then the, you know, I've never built a funnel. I've never done this sort of build a, build a list. I, I don't even understand what, what the, the, that, that technology is because for me, what I do is I create connection. And for me, connection is something that I do one conversation at a time, me and another person. If I'm using, uh, marketing messages that feels that often what that's doing is it's creating distance because it's putting something in between me and the person that I want to connect to. Um, so that, that's, that's how I do it. I like to connect and I like to do it person to person. 
albeit over over you know technology but uh, to me it's a it's a very direct connection so that would that would be my personal take on that is do the things that 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 uh, feel good and feel natural and if you're just using social media to amplify something if it sounds bad it's going to sound even worse when it's just amplified to to lots and lots of people so knowing what you know now about building up a successful business and building it in a way that really feels right to you. What would be your suggestion for a new coach that's just starting out? What should they focus on first? What's going to help them to really build a strong foundation for themselves? Um, get a coach. I think that's absolutely fundamental for two reasons. One, because it helps the person to to develop and to see where they need to focus and under, understand themselves better as as a coach and what what it is that they're offering. It also, I think, is about um, it's about being an integrity. So why would you expect someone to pay you for coaching if you're not prepared to do the same? So I think that's a really important thing. Um, and I think it's just, I think it's important that you start to connect with people in a way which is meaningful for you and for the other person in whatever way that looks, whatever way that looks. I talked a little bit already about the fact that, that you don't want to make coaching feel like every person that sits in front of you, you need them as a client. Because if you need them as a client to pay the rent, then you're going to be needy. And if you're needy, then that's an, that's that's a kind of repelling energy. Um, so I would, you know, I'd encourage people to think about before they jump into coaching to do what I did actually when I first went into coaching. I I remember going to see my my last boss and asked him if I could go down to four days a week. It felt pretty edgy at the time, and he said, "Yeah, that was fine." And then I went down to three days, and and then. Um, that was great because I had an income that was secure, secure, which meant, uh, I could, you know, feed the family and keep the mortgage paid. I had a young baby at the time and it meant that I could coach freely and, and experiment and, and, uh, work with the people I want to and be discerning and, and develop my confidence without feeling that, that kind of, that, that horrible pit in the stomach thinking, God, if this person doesn't agree to work with me, then, uh, you know, how am I going to pay the rent? It, you, to me, it's a really, it's a really difficult energy to coach in, um, when you're feeling needy because it, it's, it's, it's not congruent with the service that you're offering. And if it then gets you into the space when you're trying to negotiate on fees and discounting, to me, that's just, that's not the energy that I would want to create my coaching practice in. It sounds like if you get into something like that, you can very quickly get yourself into a downward spiral where you start to make decisions based out of fear instead of, instead yes. of coming at it from a more secure place. Yes. Yeah. Well, Simon, this has been so good and I've learned so much. And quite honestly, you have pushed me outside my comfort zone because I like to stick to my questions. And I think that we have, we have, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for your well, question. That's what I was going to say. You have answered all my questions, but we have meandered around them in a way that I usually don't do. So, but we've answered them all. So I would love it though, if we could, Go through the final five rapid fire questions. Absolutely. I'm, I'm prepared for these. <laughs> Great. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Um, slowing down. Uh, I mentioned this before going deep rather than, than wide. Develop relationships with people. Take the time to get to know them and to support them. Don't be in a hurry to build a brick, a business overnight. You know, slow down, marinate. That, that's what I would really recommend. You know, it, 
people always want to do things tomorrow. I have, I have people contacting me, um, who I coached six, seven years ago because I served them really deeply. Then they've kind of come back round and now maybe their situation in life has changed. But because I, you know, I, I served them and, and that relationship was cherished, then they still have the confidence in, in me to connect and, uh, and to start working with me. So that's what I would recommend. Build good quality relationships. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to spend some time developing in themselves? Um, lots of, lots of different thoughts came up here, but something to, to me is about the willingness to not know. So being comfortable with not knowing. And what I mean by that is sitting down with somebody who says, I want to do this. And you as a coach thinking, I've no idea how to do that. That's great. That's, that's when you start to get creative. So I think, you know, getting comfortable with not knowing, with realizing that that's when we can start to coach because it's now, we're now in the space of creation. So be, be comfortable with not knowing. Be comfortable, get comfortable with discomfort. So in those awkward silences in a coaching conversation, sometimes that's when the real magic can happen. So develop the ability to sit with discomfort. Um, that, that seems to me to be a really valuable quality to develop. Recommend one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. So I mentioned uh, The Prosperous Coach. That had a huge impact on both my business and my life. A book that I really recommend, and I recommend this to all of my clients, is The Art of Living by Bob Proctor. Um, it's a it's a really easy book to read, um, and it's it, it's very kind of conversational. He's a great storyteller, which really appeals to me. But he really underst- he really understands the importance of doing things when you don't know how to do them. He talks about a goal um, shouldn't be something that you know how to do. It should be something that you've got no idea how to do. Um, because, because that's the way that we create the impossible. We start to create things which are beyond what, f- what feel and seem to be possible because then we create the path. Um, and that is to me is, is, is a kind of a real magic. Whereas simply choosing to, I don't know, increase your business by X, you know how to do that. You just do what you did to, to get it to where it is. Just do some more of that. That to me doesn't, doesn't really inspire. It doesn't create. We're not creating the impossible there. And it's a really great book to read. So the, the uh, Art of Living by Bob Proctor. Give us an online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. So I talk, uh, this, this to me is an app, which I think is really important or really, really valuable. It's called Think Up. I've talked about the importance of affirmation in changing, if you like, the, the, the makeup of the brain, um, sort of declogging that, that, that body mind, um, and a regular practice of affirmation, focusing on the state that you want to create, uh, is, is, is a brilliant way of doing that. And there's a really lovely little app called Think, uh, called Think Up, which you can put on your phone and you can record your own voice and it reminds you to listen. Um, and I think that's a, it's a really, a really beautiful practice. Again, something I, I, uh, invite all of my clients to do. Now, finally, if the listeners want to learn more about you, more about how you can serve them, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Um, are you, are you on any social platforms? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I have a website. Um, I do use Facebook. Um, you know, the best way to connect with me, I think the easiest way is either to email me at mail, M-A-I-L, at simoncrow.com 
or go to my website, which is simoncrow.com. And on there, there's a contact link. And if you click on that, it opens up a form and you can uh, fill in, fill in the details there and contact me directly. Um, what I'm, what I'm looking to do now is to fill the last few places on my apprenticeship. So if people out there are feeling called to find out how they could become, you know, the coach that they really want to be and work with the kinds of people they want to work with and uh, earn the money that they'd like to earn, then I'm really open to having that conversation. Um, and I've just, um, in, just in the process of having a, a, a book published it's called thresholds and it's really a, a book of uh, a collection of stories from authors all over the world about about moments when they've stepped beyond thresholds and i guess the freedom they've discovered on the other side of that that's due to come out at the beginning of october the, the publisher's being a little bit slow so i can't give an exact date and i'd love to give some copies of that away so you know let's say for the first three people who contact me i'll give i'll send them a copy of my book when it comes out Nice. Yeah, that sounds really good. I will be sure to get all of those links, all of the recommendations onto the show notes page. Simon, I have really enjoyed this conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for, for being prepared to create this conversation, going outside of the converse, uh, out of the questions that were prepared. You know, I, I, I've really, I've really enjoyed that. I love to have real real conversation so thank you for for going with me on that journey thanks for joining us on the unstoppable coach podcast be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites and be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.